Hey everybody, welcome back. Episode number 12 is here and thank you for downloading and subscribing to the Hostile Environment Podcast. Today we are going to change it up just a little bit. I'm going to be doing fan questions. This is something I've been looking forward to doing but was waiting for you know enough questions to come in so that I can make a whole segment out of it because I have been getting sporadic questions here and there and whatever but Figured if I waited, I could put them all together, get a whole segment out of it. So here we are. Episode number 12 is going to be fan question day. So I'll do a few quick news and notes, and then I'll jump into the fans' questions, which, um, you know, if you do have any after this show, obviously, if you do have any other fan questions at a later date, or a fan comment, or a fan complaint, or a fan dick pic, you can send them to the official hostile environment email address that I have set up which is j.hostile.environment at gmail.com. If you want to find me on the official Hostile Environment IG page, it's j.hostile. TikTok is at the Hostile Environment Pod. Facebook is temporarily, anyways, jcowell. And Twitter is at podcast underscore hostile. So let's get right into it, shall we? Let's start into a few quick news and notes items. Let's kick it off with... A DMX update. Yes, I'm sure you're all aware that the rapper's in not so good shape right now. Apparently, this poor bastard, after overdosing and getting admitted to the hospital and getting in and out of ICU apparently and, and you know, comas and whatever, um, he somehow he got COVID at the hospital as well. So this fucking poor prick who was on life support um, after over- overdosing and having a heart attack goes into the hospital and gets COVID. So like this fucking guy just can't win. Um, it sounds like poor DMX is going through a bit of a rough ride. Get it? DMX? Rough riders? No? Nothing? Bueller? Bueller? Nah, fuck it. Whatever. Moving on. Um, last week, our Toronto Blue Jays played in Texas at the Texas Rangers home opener. And in case you didn't hear, um, they played in front of a full fucking stadium. Uh, over 38,000 tickets were sold with no mask mandate in effect. So we are talking, you know, full washrooms, full parking lots, full fucking tailgating, zero social distancing, obviously. Yet here we are in Ontario going through our third lockdown. So I guess you can look at it from two, well, obviously several points of views, but the two that I see the most. um, So is Texas doing it right by just saying, fuck it? Let's fight the virus head on and let's do whatever the fuck we want and let's live our lives like this virus doesn't exist, possibly causing hospitals to be overrun and killing people. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like population control, right? Or do you see it on the other end, which is suffer through a third lockdown in 13 months, risk people going bankrupt, divorcing, depression, alcoholism, suicide. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I just don't know what the fucking right answer is at this point. I'm sure nobody does. But uh, what I question, or one of the questions I have right now about what's going on is the way it's being dealt with. And I can say this firsthand now as I was working with a guy last week on Thursday. Um, we literally sat in a contained area, just the two of us. Uh, he had to come in to where I was. So he had to sign in and, you know, contract tracing and all that shit. You know, fair enough. Um he got a call saying uh, on, sorry, he got a call on Monday saying that he has to go get tested. 
um, because he might have been um, suspect to this uh, contact tracing. But I was literally with him. We were only in the room for 10 minutes. It was only him and I, and he has to get tested, yet I don't. So uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, this is fucked up. I, I'm, the, the way this is being dealt with is really fucked up. Um, at the end of the day, the people I real for, really feel sorry for are the people uh, who are the conspiracy people out there who are already going insane trying to prove their theories about flat earth and 9-11 being an inside job and the Illuminati and Hollywood uh, child sex rings with Oprah and fucking Captain America. Um, now this whole vaccine, COVID, lockdown situation must be putting them right over the edge of sanity. Uh, they, you know, they can't download enough social media apps to post all their bullshit. You know, I, I told you, man, this is the way, this is the way it's going to be. And it's all fake, man. And, you know, it's the fucking government, man. And, you know, all those fucking people out there. And you know who they are. You probably know somebody like that. I know I do. So, um, these poor bastards who are already having a hard time dealing with shit, now they get this on top of it. So now, you know, UFOs and fucking Area 51 and fucking God knows what else. Those are the people you got to feel for. Anyways, enough of the COVID conversation. I want to fucking drop it. I'm, I really didn't want to talk about it in the first place, but I kind of had to. Uh, let's move on to something a little more positive. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Yes, Deshaun Watson and his obsession with sexually assaulting massage therapists. Uh, you know, pretty simple. If you are, uh, if you were living, in, if you are living in a panic room or were, whatever, um, and you've never heard of uh, the superstar quarterback for the Houston Texans, Texans at some point before, you probably have now. Um, as of today, uh, this being Thursday, 22 women. All massage therapists have come forward accusing Deshaun Watson of inappropriate sexual misconduct. Apparently, Watson's move was to search out attractive masseuses on Craigslist and or Instagram, uh, invite them to his home, sometimes even going as far as to flying them in from a different city to give him, quote, end quote, air quotes, massage therapy. Watson would usually start the sessions on his stomach with a towel over his backside and then at some point roll over to reveal his raging heart on where he would somehow find a way to get the hand relief or mouth love or this cherry on the Sunday sex. Um, to, that's how it would end. So he was getting something and he knew it. Um, I don't know whether he bullied them, threatened them, talked them into it. I mean, I, I don't know how it but. 22 women have come forward accusing him of these. Uh, in the last episode that I did, I went off a little bit on jerk-off celebrities, how they don't hire drivers and, and, you know, and other things that they can definitely afford, but don't for some fucking reason. So maybe Deshaun Watson needs to listen to my show because hiring a bunch of strange women to come to your home to have sexual relations uh, with you under the false pretenses of needing a massage therapist, falls into this category. Deshaun, this is why hookers were invented. You pay them to be whatever you want. You can pay them to be uh, doctors. You can pay them to be nurses. You can pay them to be fucking maids, even a dominatrix. And yes, they will even be masseuses and they will massage you. It probably won't be a great massage, mind you, but at least you're not going to go through a fucking lawsuit, 
losing your endorsements by Beats by Dre and Nike and possibly ruining your career. So Deshaun, maybe invest in a hooker. Well, it's probably too late for that now, but assuming you do get through this, which I'm pretty sure you won't, hookers are the way to go. Just a little bit of free advice from the Hostile Environment Podcast. Fucking rich people problems. My God. Anyways, uh, speaking of rich people, there is a video I saw yesterday of a positive celebrity, him being Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal walked into a jewelry store, casually handed the worker his credit card, and just said that he was going to pay for this guy's engagement ring. That's what a fucking nice guy this is, Shaq is, you know? like, And I, I don't know how much the value was of the ring in question, but it doesn't really fucking matter, does it? I mean, um, at the end of the day, Shaq is a rich person doing it fucking right. These rich douchebags can learn a thing from a gesture like this because Shaq is a fucking boss. Not to mention the fact that he wrestles in the WWE and another fucking organization. Not to mention the fact that he is a volunteer sheriff. I mean, can you see this fucking guy getting out of a squad car? It'd be like like the Simpsons. Big guy and little car. That's the man. That's Shaq right there. Boys and girls, if you're rich and you want to learn how to be a fucking celebrity and do it the right way, that's the man to look up to. Uh, So, oh, you know what? Just so happens that wraps up news and notes for today. So I didn't have very many. So I promised you I'd get through it quick. Sure enough, I'm what, 10 minutes in and I got through pretty quick. Um, So this is the first time I've talked to you guys since Easter. I hope you had a fun and safe and happy Easter. If you celebrated with friends and family and broke the rules, it's all good. Your secret is safe with me. I will not fucking tell a soul. Personally, I couldn't give a flying fuck about Easter. The majority of my friends are Greek, so I've been lucky enough to experience Greek Easter on several amazing occasions. Uh, And let me tell you, uh, you non-Greek Canadians, you fucking do Easter right. Uh, Greek Easter is not just a holiday, it's an experience from uh, the lamb on the spit, which I've been mesmerized since the day I saw it, um, to the music, to the feeling of love and family. Um, That, my friends, is what Easter should be for everyone. So if you've never had the pleasure of being at an authentic Greek Easter celebration, you, trust me, are missing out on a truly great life experience. It is the only way to go. I can never go back to Canadian Easter, um, and I never will. How about that? I'll make that declaration right here, right now. I am done with Canadian Easter. If you don't bring Greek Easter to me, I have no interest in your fucking Easter. Um, so now, even though Canadian Easter fucking sucks, um, there's a caveat to that. And that caveat being that I do have a young daughter who, um, leading up to the weeks towards Easter, was fucking begging for an Easter egg hunt. Uh, she's 14. Uh, I don't know. We used to do them uh, for both our daughters growing up. We would get together with... Um, uh, my wife's parents, so my her, their their grandparents and my wife's sister and her kids, and they do we do an, a giant Easter egg hunt for all all the kids. There's about five or six altogether because sometimes we get a niece or a nephew involved. So we try and get as many as we could. We'd make you know my my um, my mother-in-law has a giant front lawn and with big bushes and a couple trees. So hiding the Easter eggs was pretty fucking simple, uh, and it was fun to do because you could come up with some pretty cool places. So it was always fun, you know, you, you three, two, one, go, all the kids would turn around and scatter and, you know, it was fun to watch. We got it on video and, you know, it was, it was really nice. Uh, but now that the kids are older, 
Um, and, um, you know, like I said, mine being 14, I figured these days were well behind me. And because of stupid fucking COVID, we can't see our family, so that's off the table. So my wife and I decided to grab a bunch of those um, from the dollar store, of course. Thank you, dollar store, for being essential. Um, we got a bunch of those plastic uh, fillable eggs. So you crack them open, put some in the middle, close them up, fucking hide them, right? Um, um, as a correctional officer, ex-correctional officer, by the way, I have seen things come out of those eggs that you would not believe. But that's a story for another time. Uh, anyways, we got a big bag of those fillable eggs. And we, uh, we filled them up with loonies and shitty candy. Um, she doesn't like chocolate. My, young, my youngest, she doesn't like chocolate. So she wanted to do an egg hunt for something that she really didn't even like. So instead of buying chocolate that was just going to go in the garbage, we filled them up with loonies and these horrible sponge-like candy fucking things that she ended up throwing in the garbage. So um, we, uh, that's what we did. That's literally how I spent my Sunday uh, Easter morning. Didn't have to go to work, obviously, so I uh, put my dogs in their, their little walking gear there and woke the little one up. I said, hey, you wanted a fucking egg hunt? Well, here we go. You know, it's 9.30. Get up. Don't care if you're up till 3 in the morning on your fucking Fortnite or on Instagram or whatever. Let's go. She's like, where are we going? I said, nah, I can't tell you. I said, let's just go for a walk, get some shoes on. So I grabbed my dogs, hooked them up, walked out the door. Uh, and of course, what do you do on Easter? Well, there's nothing better than going to hunt for eggs at the fucking Home Depot parking lot. That's what we did. It was empty. We knew it was a, it was a massive fucking area and there was lots of fucking places to hide stuff. So, um, yeah, um, it was an empty parking lot, so there was no cars or anything like that. Um, and you know, that's what I did. We, my daughter hunted for cash and candy on a Sunday morning on Easter in the Home Depot parking lot. So Easter may be shit, but I'd take egg hunting around dumpsters all day long. Cause there were some dumpsters outside of Home Depot, mind you, over Christmas, uh, and elf on a shelf. So I, I'm drawing that comparison. So yeah, I say Easter shit, but doing Christmas with a young kid and doing elf on a shelf uh, was way worse. So give me fucking Easter all day because 24 fucking nights of trying to hide that little elf cocksucker in creative places around the house. And God help you. If you, if you fucking forget and, and if the look of disappointment in your daughter's eyes, because daddy got in the daddy sodas last night, daddy got a little hammered and passed out on the couch and forgot to hide the fucking elf on a shelf. That's a fucking look you don't want to see from your daughter. So, we've talked Easter, we've talked COVID, we've talked fucking Shaq, we've talked DMX. Now let's get to the audience fan questions, shall we? First time we're doing this. Can't wait. This is going to be good. So today, it is episode 12, and I didn't actually get my first official fan question until episode number 3. Fair enough. Takes you guys a little warm up. I'm okay with that. All good. And along with that first uh, fan question, of course, followed uh, what followed after that was my first official fan hater or troller, that cocksucker. You know, I did a whole episode on that titled Punched in the Face. I believe that was episode number four, where I dedicated a lot of it just to talking about how much I wanted to piss in this guy's mouth. Um, so when I get questions, I don't respond via email where I have gotten the majority of the questions or Instagram because the questions and answers are good content for the show. So the last thing I want to do is answer them and then do it again on the show. So I kind of saved them up. So I took what I thought were the best questions for today, and I'm going to answer them now. So here we go. 
keep in mind also that I am reciting these questions word for word as they were printed, um, so there is no uh, miscommunications. Uh, here we go. The first question comes from Mark. Mark actually has a two-point question. First question being, in the drinking hot sauce episode, you said a guy used to eat the whole chicken wing. Did he eat the wing like a regular wing, or did he, or sorry, did he eat the wing like a regular wing, then eat the bones, or did he just eat the wing like a caveman? And also, did um, and also, sorry, did I throw up in the hospital? Did I throw up in the taxi going to the hospital? And did I suffer any permanent damage from the hot sauce? So I guess it's kind of a three-point question. So uh, right off the bat, Mark, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Drinking Hot Sauce episode, and I hope you're still listening. Uh, let's tackle the, I guess, we'll, we'll, we'll do the first part of your question. So yeah, I did uh, an episode, uh, number three, called titled uh, Drinking Hot Sauce, because that's what I did. I literally drank a bottle of hot sauce, uh, or death sauce, for money, and ended up going to the hospital. And in that episode, I introduced you to a guy named Elvis. I told you he had a fucked up leg, and he was a bit of a tool. And to answer how he ate the wing, no, he did not eat the wing like beef jerky. What he did was he ate all of his wings, just like a regular fucking normal person. And then he ate the fucking bowl of bones for dessert, like a goddamn maniac. So just when you thought, oh, you know, I'll grab your bowl, I'll dump out your wing bones and do your dishes or fucking whatever. No, 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 I'm not done with that. And then the crunching would start and it was disgusting. And I still question how they came out. Uh, as for the second part of your question, um, did I throw up in the taxi? The answer is no. Um, I was in the back seat by myself in the fetal position, and Derek was in shotgun laughing at me and um, asking me why I drank the hot sauce in the first place and all these uh, questions or you know, hindsight is twenty twenty sort of thing. Even though he wanted to see me drink the hot sauce, he was egging me on to drink the hot sauce. Once I did so, then he gets to make fun of me and say, why the fuck did you drink the hot sauce? It's like, I, uh, it, it is, I know. it is what it is. Um, and did I do any damage permanently to my body? Uh, Mark, that's, that's kind of hard to say, actually. Uh, the Jamaican nurse who made fun of me said I had tore a small hole in my stomach lining. Uh, that was that night. So I don't know if that repairs itself. I actually never Googled it or, you know, whatever. Um, she also said that if I didn't actually go to the hospital that night, then I would have had an instant ulcer. So that's good to know that I made the right choice because of the amount of, uh, uh, super Pepto-Bismol that I drank. And I also forgot they gave me some sort of pill. I think it was going um, they called it an ash pill or I don't know, something. Anyways, it's, it was supposed to help with the pink shit and it did, it did help all kinds. Um, but nowadays I still, uh, I, I still love hot sauce. I'm not gonna lie. I still fucking do it. Um, I drink the suicide death sauce or sorry, no, let me rephrase that. I don't drink the sauce. I use the sauce and I use it in moderation. Um, but that being said, you know, when I'm having hot wings and I go too hard, uh, the next day I do have moderate stomach pain and a lot of ass pain. Uh, so that could come with age that could come from, that night uh, of destroying my fucking insides, drinking a bottle of hot sauce, or years of torturing my body with various suicide sauces. I will never know. And uh, the older I get, it's getting harder and harder to do the sauce thing, but I do fucking love it. My wife says I do it for attention. I actually don't. I do it by myself. I like fucking hot sauce. 
Unfortunately, I think Hot Sauce is starting to tell me that our time together is coming to an end. And we had a good run. Um, you know, the, the, the sauce beat me once really bad, but I beat it more than once. So I'll, I'll, I'll take the win over the hot sauce. The next question is from a lady listener. Uh, I didn't actually know that I had very many lady listeners. So thank you. That's fucking fantastic. I'm very happy to, uh, to, to hear that you're listening. Uh, Laura also has a two-point question. And she asks, Hi Jay, enjoying the show. My favorite episode was Human Godzilla, where you pushed around all of the Asian guys at the mall. My question is, how did you meet Derek and where is Tone now? Do you keep in contact? Well, Laura, um, thank you for your questions. First off, just to clarify, I actually didn't push around all these Asian dudes at the mall. I don't know if that's the way it came off, but that's not really how it was. Um, it was more of me using myself uh, as a bowling ball, and they were all like Asian bowling pins. So I don't want to say that I was physically shoving them because I wasn't, because um, under one arm I have my, my computer, and the second arm... Maybe like a running back. We'll substitute the the computer for a football and my arm out, and that's all I was doing, just walking straight. So um, I wasn't pushing anybody, um, but I was getting through. And there was a lot of carnage behind me, hence why I called the the episode Human Godzilla, because that's pretty much what it looked like, and that's actually what the cop told me at the end of the episode, or at the end of the interview, that they said I was like Godzilla. So fair enough, right? Um, and how did I meet Derek? Uh, you know what, Laura? That's a that's a very complex question. Um, not easy to answer because it's kind of a uh, a tone tale tied into a larger story that's way too long to tell here. But I will tell that story on an upcoming episode. So stay tuned to the hostile environment social media so that you um, you don't miss when it actually it drops because it is dropping quite soon. And uh, hopefully you've subscribed to the podcast and you will get it when it drops. Um, I will let you guys know, but that, uh, that how I met Derek is kind of a story all into itself. And from the day I met him, it hasn't stopped being a story. So uh, fucking love that guy. Um, anyways, um, every in case you haven't know or you don't know, once you download and subscribe, um, then the episodes go directly into your smartphone or your laptop or your computer or um, your iPod, if those are even a thing anymore, I don't even know, your Apple Watch, all these fucking things. Um, as for Tone, um, I've heard rumors that he's uh, in the Victoria Park in St. Clair area with a girl who used to be a stripper on the reserves for Native Americans. I don't know if you guys knew that that was a thing. Uh, I did not know that was a thing until I had heard about this lady. Um, she, she was literally um, part of the Native strip joints, uh, scene was if, if that's even the way you say that I don't know um, I I don't know if it, 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 it do they even have strip joints on the reserves I is it BYOB do they have um, a stage with a pole for the girls or is it like a, a TP to TP situation or is there a pervert's row there's just too many fucking questions to answer or to ask that I have no answers to so if anyone does have the answers to these questions, please hit me up and uh, fill me in so I can pass along the information to the rest of the world. Because if you didn't know that women were strippers on the reserve, um, you're like me. We didn't know. So let's learn together. Anyways, um, I know Tone is still alive, unfortunately, and he fucking hates my guts. Um, why does Tone hate your guts, you might ask? Well, 
that's another tone tale. So, and that's going to be for an upcoming episode, but that's going to be a big one because that, uh, you know, I'd like to say that that'll be my last tone tale because that's the last time I really dealt with tone, but I won't do that because I have so many tone tales. So that will be an upcoming tone tale. <coughs> Sorry about that. So unfortunately I can't answer that question for you either, but he is alive and he's lurking around Toronto and he's still fucking dangerous. Uh, let's see. So I'll do a couple more questions and then I will shut it down for today. This question is from Mike. Did you get your BMW back and what did it cost you? Um, so yeah, Mike, thanks for the question. I could have sworn that I'd answered this and updated on a previous episode. In fact, I'm pretty sure I did. So Mike, you must have missed that fucking episode. So Mike, you got to fucking subscribe, bro, because you wouldn't be asking me this question if you had heard all the episodes. But out of the kindness of my heart, I will answer your question since you took the time to ask me. Yes, sir. Uh, Mike, I did get my BMW back. I got it back roughly two, maybe three weeks ago. Um, uh, it, it all after the, after the piece of shit dealership, after I took it out of the piece of shit dealership, which cost me 200 bucks just to get it out the door. So, you know, they did a quick fucking rundown, um, and then had it towed to the other place, um, where I dropped 1500 bucks. Um, the tow trucks cost me nothing cause I had CAA. So let's say 1700 bucks all in is what it cost me to get it running again. Uh, way fucking better than the six grand I was originally quoted at. So fuck you, BMW Durham, and I hope you burn in hell. Uh, two more questions. Two more questions. Uh, the funny thing about this is I actually received about six or seven more questions via the email, but I don't want to blow my fucking entire load on one show. So I figured take the best ones that were kind of relevant to you know, different episodes so I'm not going over the same shit, and I'll kind of spread the rest of them out. So hopefully I got some more questions so that I can do another fucking episode like this because I do enjoy the fact that you guys are listening and asking me shit. So thank you for everyone who took the time to write in. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, next question is from Brett. Brett wants to know, who paid for the taxi when Tone stole the homeless guys and brought them to Chris's house? Well... Thank you. Thank you for reaching out, Brett. Um, to tell you the truth, God's honest fucking truth, I have zero clue who paid for that taxi. I'm assuming, uh, you know, just to guess, that you're asking, because I've said many times that um, Tone never, ever had a job a day in his life and never had any money either. And the rest of his passengers were homeless, so chances are they didn't pay for the cab. Uh, one of the things that Tone was, well, not one of the things, Another thing that uh, Tone was uh, good for was the fact that fucking no matter what, he always had just enough money. Um, so I, he's, he was broke, but he always had enough money to pay for what he needed somehow. It was, it was a gift. So for instance, let's just uh, break it down um, in terms that we can all understand. Uh, if Tone's six-pack of beer, which was usually Laker, so about, uh, at those, in those days, about eight bucks for a six pack and his smokes, which were called Presto cigarettes, uh, by the way, don't start looking for these cigarettes because I'm thousand percent positive they're off the market. They were called Presto cigarettes. Uh, they came in one wrapper with two packs back to back. One pack had the actual cigarettes and the other one was filled with cigarette butts. 
Um, so you put these fucking, you know, hence the name Presto, because it was like a, like a magic trick, I guess. Um, they were the cheapest cigarettes you could buy on the market. Um, they were discount cigarettes. So basically, and they were about seven bucks a pack, I think, where other other uh, cigarettes were around eight eight fifty somewhere like that. So it was a bu- like a buck cheaper. So the garbage smokes were seven bucks a pack, and the fucking uh, trash beer was eight bucks a pack. Was that that's fifteen bucks? Um, uh, Tone, you know, even if it was sixteen or seventeen bucks, put it this way, Tone would have about twelve or thirteen bucks, and he would bum the rest off me and Derek. So. That's kind of the way Tone was, and uh, no matter what, it, it worked like that. He used to trade in bus tickets. So like back in the day when you used to have to use bus tickets, Tone would trade in bus tickets for random like single cigarettes from a, a corner store down the street. So Tone always found a way. Um, but realistically, um, I, I don't know how he paid for the taxi. I'm pretty sure he probably did. Or Tone could have fucking talked the hobos into pooling their Chinese cooking wine money together to pay for the taxi. He also had that gift. He could talk guys into shit. Um, either way, I, I don't know. Um, like I said, I think Tone paid for the cab. Either way, it was a great question. Brett, thank you for listening. And the final question is from Nick. Good old Nick. Good old Nick wants to know, and I copied this word for word just so there's no fucking confusion. Jay, you said you were watching clown porn for the show. Tell the truth uh, you were on Pornhub, Pornhub to pleasure yourself and happen to come across clown porn. Stop lying to the audience. Uh, well, Nick, thank you for, for writing in. Um, the fact that you're assuming that I'm lying to my audience about why I was on Pornhub in the middle of the day with a candle lit, little incense burning, Sarah McLaughlin paying in the background, and uh, I was in my underwear um, is very hurtful. And you, sir, you, sir, should be the one who's ashamed. Not me for watching and possibly enjoying the clown porn, but you for attempting to call me out and embarrass me, the host of the show. I will do whatever research is necessary to bring my loyal audience a great show twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. So if anyone else has any weird pornographic rabbit holes they want me to go down, for the benefit of the show, of course, uh, then fuck yes, I will take that hit. I will make that sacrifice for the show, the Hostile Environment Podcast, baby. So that is all for fan questions. We're going to wrap that portion up for today. I hope you enjoyed the answers. Feel free to write in. We can do this some more. Uh, Absolutely. I will be doing this again actually pretty soon because I do have more questions, like I said. Uh, So the more questions you ask, obviously, the more questions I'll answer. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend is supposed to be spectacular here in Toronto weather-wise. And to top it all off, it is also WrestleMania. Yes, WrestleMania has gotten so big now, so big from the days when Hogan slammed Andre, that it's not only on Sunday nights like it used to be for five hours. No, sir. It's now on for two nights, three hours on Saturday, and three hours on Sunday. So six hours of wrestling over two nights. So if you have fuck all to do this weekend and there's nothing on TV, feel free to tune in. I don't even know what fucking station it's on. But it won't be hard to find. Rumor has it that Ronda Rousey is making her return after two years away. 
when she said she was leaving to make babies, um, but didn't have any babies. I'm not going to talk shit about her because she will break my fucking arms off and then my jaw after she's done breaking my arms. So um, I like my arms. So Rhonda, congratulations, you're back. Uh, so enjoy WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the weather. Um, enjoy the weekend. And I hope you all enjoyed this question and answer edition of the Hostile Environment Podcast. I will talk to you guys on Monday. And bye for now.